0: Welcome to Inside the Match, where Alex and Simone talk residency applications.
1: We are two residents here to help you navigate the match.
0: For each podcast, we'll bring you residents from various specialties and backgrounds to give advice. So today we have Josh and Danielle. We have a couple uh, who went through the couples match. So Josh and Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for for having having us. us. So where are you both in residency and what specialties are you in?
1: Well, my name is Josh and we are both at the Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. We're originally from North Carolina where we did both undergrad and med school. And we met in med school and then couples matched up here together.
2: And uh, Josh is in IR, um, so he's in an integrated program and he's doing a general surgery intern year and I'm a general surgery resident, so we're co-interns for the
0: year.
1: That's that's been a lot of fun. Which has been
0: pretty fun. (laughs) That is quite fun. What a challenge, but also a way to be able to get to know each other even more when you work together on a surgical floor, which is quite intense.
1: Definitely. It is a challenge, but it makes it easier to go in at in the morning we're driving in together and we've been pretty lucky to have similar schedules and to get to drive in and out together and sometimes even work the same weekends or have the same weekends off.
0: Oh well that's convenient. So we'd like to start our podcast uh, with some rapid fire questions. So were okay. you guys AOA?
2: Yes. yes.
0: Were you gold humanism? Uh, no. no. Were you president of your specialty clubs?
1: Uh, no, not neither of us were for specialty clubs. We were leaders of different organizations like we alternated being the Christian Medical and Dental Association leaders. And uh, we were involved in what else you did some yeah, TA kind
2: of Yeah, we kind of we were not specialty club leaders. Um, but we also I think neither of us knew at the time that those clubs were sort of, you know, like in, in preclinical time, neither of us knew that this was our intended specialty.
0: So And were you guys involved in research during medical school?
2: Yes.
1: We were. We each did different things that sort of varied as our clinical interests evolved over time. I did some research in OBGYN in the beginning and then some breast imaging and then it took me to radiology where I did some diagnostic and interventional radiology research.
2: And I did um, started off in um, pediatric palliative care and um, then ended up doing some surgeon work and then ended up uh, I got a master's in theology during med school, so found my way into kind of the ethics, and ultimately back to the palliative care world.
0: <laughs> um, wow! Just from the other side. How cool! That's really unique. So, how many programs did you guys interview at together? Twenty-one.
1: Yeah, we ended up applying to maybe like 30, thirty something.
2: Five, I think.
1: Thirty-five, yeah. and then. We're lucky to get a lot of overlapping interviews. So then we only interviewed at places that we both had offers at, and then that ended up being at Twenty One, which everyone always says. In hindsight, I interviewed at too many places. And
2: way too many.
1: I'm sure it's for us as well. But when you have those offers and you just don't know about the match, you end up going on so many interviews.
2: So and I would do it the same way
0: again. I would interview at that many just for
2: all the records. <laughs>
0: So if one of you did not get an interview at a particular program. How did you coordinate or like request an interview from the other specialty? So we were um, pretty diligent,
2: especially once interview season kind of got um, along about sending emails. And a lot of this is contingent on which of the couples uh, program sent an interview earlier in the season. Um, I think for us, it was a little bit I think general surgery came out a little bit earlier than IR, but not by much. And so, as I got interviews, we had a template, um, which we're happy to share, that uh, Josh would send like the day I got the interview and would say, uh, you know, my wife just got this interview, and um, I know you haven't sent out interviews yet for IR, but we're interested in applying. And I then would reply to the interview request. I usually would send an email to the program coordinator and say, thanks for the interview, looking forward to it. By the way, my husband's applying to IR and here is their program coordinator's email address.
0: (laughs) I like that, you know, being able to give them that information up front so that they have it, they don't have to go looking for it, makes it a lot easier and is more likely that they'll actually send that information along to someone else. So what tips do you have for talking about the couples match during the interviews that you guys went on?
1: I think it's always helpful to bring up and be straightforward about it's not a secret if you match there they are going to have you and your partner so uh, be straightforward about it and bring it up um, early and often and um, it did I I think you had mentioned in the thank you emails. um, uh, If it's worth mentioning in any sort of follow up email as well. I think that it is worth reminding people because uh, one thing we learned actually just kind of behind the scenes from talking to one of our mentors is that it takes a fair amount of work for people to coordinate a Mm -hmm. couples match in terms of uh, making their rank lists. So uh, it does help out programs when you are straightforward and you, uh, if you're both interested in a place that you both let them know as well.
0: That's a great point. Did you guys get any really tough interview questions in either interventional radiology or in general surgery on the interview trail? I don't think either was got any
2: questions related to couples matching. Um, I got some sort of bizarre questions, but I think that had way more to do with having gone to divinity school than <laughs> it did anything specific to general <laughs> surgery.
1: <laughs> and the only tough questions I remember is if a place that I didn't have a particular geographic interest in said something along the lines of, would you actually come here? Or why are you interested in here? And unless I had some very specific interest to that program, it is kind of hard to, to say, well, I would move across the country for this program. So for anyone who is um, applying or interviewing at places outside of their region, make sure you have things on the top of your mind available for each program that you're interviewing at.
0: Very true. Did either of you in general get any, like, inappropriate questions on the interview trail that made you uncomfortable?
2: Um, this one I, I will share because I it, I got it a couple of times, and I thought, um, I thought that it was inappropriate. Um, the question that I got was, where else are you interviewing or where else are you really excited about? And, you know, that kind of, I think as an applicant, seems like a very obvious thing not to ask, but... Um, Kind of after interview season was over and talking with some of my mentors, they were able to share that from the perspective, you know, that was often from older, uh, older attendings as well. That their sense for how that question might be perceived by an applicant as being inappropriate or uncomfortable is very different than how the applicant actually feels. So often they were legitimately just curious, um, and it wasn't quite as, uh, you know, meant to back you into a corner as it might have felt. So that's the one I remember.
1: And I don't think I had any uh, inappropriate questions. I I would say that sometimes those questions come up. I would echo what Danielle said that it is just curiosity and they really just do want to get to know you and see what kind of applicant you are. I think if any weird questions do come up, I can see it being more to evaluate how you respond under a strange or stressful scenario and um, I have not, I did not experience this myself, but I've heard stories from other specialties where they get asked really, really bizarre questions and their pure motive is only to see the way you react.
0: Yeah, no, that is true. It's a a part of the process and they wanna see how you develop sort of these coping skills under stress. And so one thing that you mentioned earlier is the importance of a thank you note and reiterating the fact that you are going through the couples match in that follow-up note. So did both of you guys send thank you notes to program coordinators and everyone that you interviewed with and sort of how did you go about sending thank you notes? Was it handwritten email? And how far from the interview date did you send them? That's a really good question. Um, I like you felt very strongly
2: about the thank you notes, partially just, for the sake of telling people that you actually do appreciate their time, but also because I thought it was a chance to connect, particularly with people that you had a nice, a co- nice conversation with. So I sent them to the program coordinator, the program director, the chair, and um, almost everyone that I interviewed with. I would say I I did email. I know some people felt like that created this awkward like should they reply should they not reply. I appreciated the option to get a response, and you know, um, I will divulge this for whomever is listening. I had templates, and so I think that made writing those emails right after the end of the interview day a lot more straightforward. Um, they weren't like identical emails going to every single person, but my chair email was. The same template and then I sort of filled in the content with whatever the chair and I talked about during our interview and I thought it wasn't terribly burdensome to do that. And in fact, it was a nice way to communicate with people afterwards.
1: And I felt differently. Actually, I did not really (laughs) see the necessity of writing thank you notes to every single interviewer. I did write them and they were also emails. Um, I did not feel that handwritten notes was necessary at all. Uh, I did write them after interviews that I felt very positively about and uh, places that I felt like I would be ranking high just for my first interactions. And I, I was sure to include specific things that I talked about with the interviewers or specific things that I liked about the program. And for radiology, it's much different than surgery. The chair is not particularly involved in the interviews or the selection process, uh, but it is for surgery. So just know who matters for your specialty and who makes the decisions on, on rank list day.
0: Did either of you ask mentors to reach out to programs when you were putting together a rank list?
1: We both did.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like I can't overemphasize the importance of this, particularly for the couples match. Um, it was just, I, I think so it would have been so easy for, you know, one small thing to not be in place and have that mean that both of us didn't match, particularly with Josh applying to a specialty that had a preliminary year for some places, but not others. Um, and so we were, like, we just wanted to be sure that our interest to our programs that we were most excited about was really clear and clearly communicated to both, both programs, including the prelim, if that was applicable.
1: It's, it's definitely worth having someone vouch for you on your behalf if they're willing to do so. And many mentors or letter writers may offer to do this for you. So take them up on that. I think it's important to know which ones you can trust with telling your, your actual rank list, maybe your top three And tell them what's your number one and have them reach out to that program saying specifically that they are our number one program. Mm -hmm. And for both, you know, both partners, and then have the partners mentor say the same thing. Because um, unfortunately, there are people out there who have played the game in the past and have told multiple programs they're number one, or they have, um, you know, played the couple's match to their own benefit. But Uh, If you are both truly ranking program number one, it's worth telling them yourselves and having people tell you on your behalf.
0: Those are great tips. Do you guys have any tips overall for ranking programs, especially when you're going through a couples match scenario or you're going into a competitive specialty or you're looking to go to a place such as MGH, which is strong in both of the fields that you guys applied into? I was actually just talking with someone about this. So, you know, I think that making a
2: rank list is I'm sure really challenging for everyone Um, and it feels like a really weighty decision, but I, you know, in a strange way a decision that you actually don't have any control over. Um, But I think for the couples match in particular, what's challenging is that um, I would encourage couples to enter the match, knowing that they have sort of agreed to go to the best place for the pair, which because the universe is the way that it is will probably not be um, each person's individual first choice. And so I think acknowledging up front that making a rank list will be um, inclusive of some sort of compromise or sacrifice um, is, is challenging in theory and is really challenging in practice. Um, we definitely had a lot of conversations throughout interview season and we both found it challenging not to go to a program that the other person had already interviewed at and said something like, "Well, oh, I really didn't like it there." It's hard to go into that kind of interview totally neutral and to consider whether you yourself like it because you know that your partner does it. and it would be tough to imagine yourselves there for seven years, um, you know, knowing that your partner didn't didn't. Have a great experience, so that was one challenging component, but then I think even afterwards, when we sort of each had our lists of places that we did both enjoy, coming up with the exact the exact numbers um, was tough and I think you know on the other end on the other side, we're both really grateful to have ended up um, here, which really is the best place for both of us um, and to really be pleasantly surprised that I think if I could go back and do it again um, would be my would be my own individual um, ideal place as well.
1: Yeah, it's a very challenging process. I, I think it wasn't as bad as we anticipated because we were doing the numbers at the beginning of the season and thinking, wow, we're gonna have 300 combinations of every possible place. But as soon as we started talking about places, we realized uh, if one of us really hated it, we are not even gonna rank it. We're not gonna try to be miserable for seven years. And uh, if we both really loved it, that easily bumped it to the top of the list. And then we just worked it out from there. We also decided that for ourselves, and this is not the same for every couple's matching, but we really wanted to be at the same hospital. Mm -hmm. And we actually didn't really rank any many, very few actually, combinations where we were in the same city, but different hospitals. And that has played out even better than we anticipated. Um, I can't say enough uh, how much better this year is with us being in the same place. Um, So... Uh, Really, it's easier than it seems at the get go, because it's not unlimited combinations like it may seem. Um, But it's important to communicate it. I also found it very important that on my own interviews, I would have a sort of subjective measurement for myself with saying like a couple, writing down a couple words of the way that the place made me feel or my first impressions of it after the interview. But then it's important when you're ranking together to have objective numbers to be able to compare places. And we actually each ranked our own list individually and then sort of averaged the numbers to put together an overall list and then just tweaked it from there.
0: Wow, that sounds uh, like a very hard and lengthy process, but I'm sure when you were doing it, it was exciting to submit it. So you guys have, uh, you know, said so many great things in regards to the couples match that will help so many couples partners that are together going through this stressful time. Is there anything else that you would like to offer in regards to the couples match or the residency process in general.
1: Just to stick it out. I know it's a grind. It's many months of uncertainty and Really the hardest stretch is after you've submitted and then you just have to wait and wait and wait for a result that only takes a few seconds for a computer to generate. So uh, have patience, Um, trust your decisions. Once you've sent it off, just trust it. And then hopefully on match day, you'll be excited opening up the envelope. Hopefully there won't be another pandemic to keep you from having a match day ceremony. Uh, And then just know that uh, you'll be in whatever place that, that you both ranked, Um, together. And you can't be in a place that you didn't put together as an option.
2: Mm -hmm. And one thing I would say, this is for, you know, both couples and non-couples matching is um, it was really important to me um, and to find a program that uh, I felt not only sort of tolerated who I was, but really celebrated it. And that's something I would encourage for everyone because uh, I think I can imagine it would be really hard to go somewhere and not be yourself for however many years your training program is so um, I would just encourage you to be authentic in your interviews and to seek out that same kind of reciprocal authenticity in the programs that are that you're interviewing at. Um, and I remember on our match day getting an email afterwards that said welcome to the MGH family and just really feeling like that was exactly what I was looking for like not just the family but this sense that um, we had, we had, we were going
0: to a place that knew who we were and was really excited and we're really excited about that. So that's what I hope for everyone. And what's so interesting is that one of your chief residents who we also had on the podcast also shared that same thing in regards to family. And she said there were only two programs in her list that really described themselves in that way. And it's, it's really surprising to see that so rare, but it does seem to be a component of your program that is so valuable and is so important. So we like to end the podcast with people sharing a fun fact. So do either of you guys have fun facts about yourself to share?
1: Um, I do. One of my go-tos is that I have cycled across the USA with a nonprofit. It was the summer before med school, a nonprofit called Bike and Build, if you're interested in looking it up. Uh, That was quite a trip. It took three months, but it was unforgettable.
0: Wow. Quite a journey. And what about you, Danielle?
2: Wow. Now I'm thinking about fun facts. I could have thought about this in advance. Um, okay. well, the first thing that comes to mind is pretty bizarre. So I'll just share it. Um, I really enjoy listening. So I, I shared with you guys earlier that I went to uh, divinity school and so we have all these particular ways that we analyze, uh, texts, and they're obviously mostly reserved for scripture and sort of, uh, biblical things, but I like to apply those uh, principles to modern hip hop and rap songs and and to just decipher them in that way and identify interesting themes in the songs that maybe the artist did not intend. And it's my, I call it trap theology.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) I was interested in that. (laughs) That's super (laughs) neat. (laughs) Well, that's all the time we have today with Josh and Danielle. Thanks for joining us at Inside the Match. Special thanks to Kevin McCloy for the music, and be sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast. Catch our next podcast to learn more application tips and hear from another awesome resident.